Hello, and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast on Cold Tea Collective, where we share stories for, by, and about the next generation of the Asian diaspora. My name is Natasha Jung, and um, I would say I'm your host today, but actually, I'm very excited to say that I've got um, one of our staff writers, our, our team member, very new actually to the team, Marushka. Almeida uh, joining us all the way from Toronto. I'm based in Vancouver and we are also joined here today by Anirudh Pichirodi. Um, You might have seen him on 911 on Fox and you will uh, very soon see him on Never Have I Ever uh, season three launching uh, later uh, this summer. So I'm super excited to have uh, both of you on this call today. Um, how how are we doing? Um, Anirudh, where are you located right now? Because I know you were traveling a little bit, shooting for yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah, I'm located right now in the Cayman Islands. Um, I'm shooting a movie out here. Yeah, could, you can't find a worse place to be in, right? Um, oh, I've been rough here life. For, yeah, I know. I, I've been here since pretty much the big, first week of April, um, and I'm going to be here until next Thursday, I think, yeah, to like May 5th. So basically a month. I'll be, I'll have been here for a month. Um, and no complaints no complaints yeah. at all <laughs> except for maybe the the sirens in the background perhaps. oh yeah no. that was, that was over here right okay cool i don't know i don't know where that was from but i guess yeah i think it was yeah i think there was there's meetings, very yeah. very little crime in the cayman islands it's like you know someone's like stolen a rooster or like there's been like you know like a, a, a like a fender bender or something like that very very quaint very you know okay relaxed. well hope Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, and we'll get to, I'm sure we'll get to talk a little bit about that and, and the project you're working on in a little bit. But at this time, I'd love to pass it off to Marushka, um, who's prepared us for this conversation. And um, yeah, I'm super excited to learn a little bit more about you, Anirun. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Okay, let's get into it. First of all, I hate you. Cayman Islands, where we are suffering <laughs> in the country. I will say that, okay? Yeah, okay. Let's do it, okay. So Never Have I Ever has been a front runner for Indian representation, duh, obviously. What is your favorite part about your new role? Favorite part about my new role? Um, it's not, it, my favorite part about it definitely is the fact that I get, I mean, this is, maybe this isn't just the role, but just like the whole production general, and then I'll go into the role aspect. Um, but it's the fact that it's very, it's not very often that you get to be on a set where there's so many, you know, POCs, specifically like APIs and stuff like that. And so getting to experience that while on that set was a huge breath of fresh air. Um, and, you know, obviously there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with other sets, but obviously we all know it can use, you know, a bit more diversity on both ends, in front of the camera and behind it. And there's definitely a feeling, like when I was acting and stuff like that, there is definitely a feeling of a pressure to perform I don't know if that if, if that kind of makes sense but there's always that pressure you know where like when you're the one person who looks different from everyone else in the room you're like oh well I kind of just have to go with the flow I'm just gonna kind of have to you know see my opinions and whatever to what the majority is thinking and that was like completely gone completely gone it felt like a real much more collaborative experience which is, which is awesome you know um and my role specifically it's the character without giving too much away. It's not a very stereotypical role. And for that, I'm, you know, I'm blessed. I'm very grateful to be able to bring that to life because I think everyone needs to see that, you know, little, little Indian boys, little Indian girls, little South Asian in girls and South Asian boys, little Asian boys, little Asian girls, all of that, they need to see that. So there can be a, 
an inspiration, you know? <laughs> I love what you said there. And yeah. the like fantastic question to just start us off with. Um, I've also heard uh, that pressure um, to perform called the rep sweats, representation sweats, right? Because you think everything's riding on sweats. you. So brush that, okay. brush that, those sweats off because uh, you're you're working on a production that um you're the the, I mean certainly there's um uh, first off huge fan of the show Marushka I know you are too um so I'm so stoked to be learning a little bit more about that. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so now talking about what you just said about the rap sweats and stuff like that, like tokenism is a big thing in Hollywood. Um, I don't know if you've watched Aziz Ansari's show um, where he, this is an episode where he talks about their, him and his other Indian friend go to audition for this part and they, they can't both get the role because it would become an Indian show if there were two Indian dudes on the thing. Yeah, and now yeah. like you've talked about, there, there's so many South Asian characters on the show. They're all unique. They're all representing a specific type of, uh, of, of South Asian and yes. um, how does that feel? How does that feel to, to be with so many people of South Asian the of South Asian descent, descent and descent. playing characters that are three-dimensional? Yeah, it feels great, you know, and I think I think the situation often arises in a lot of different projects um, across all media where it just feels like, you know, and I'm sure we've all seen this before, where it's like, okay, they definitely just like it feels like they're forcing the diversity issue onto the project because it's like oh God, you know, we're under fire for something. And so this is what we're going to do. We're just going to cast a bunch of South Asian people. We're going to cast a bunch of African-American people. Um, and obviously we appreciate the diversity, but it's like, we're going about it the wrong way. With Never Have I Ever, the beauty of it is, is that it's centered on them. So it completely makes sense. And this is her social circle. And these are, you know, even in her love life, like the types of people that she's interested in are diverse. And I think because of that, it goes back to her upsets. There is no, there's no sweating. It's just like, wow, this, everything that's being said, everything that's being filmed and performed is very organic. And it, it's, you know, it's very true, the, the experience that uh, Davey's going through. I love that. Yeah. What do, you, what do you foresee viewers being excited to take in? And where do you hope your character goes in the show? Because I remember yeah. reading, it's a five episode arc, but you know, you yeah. never know, you never know. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, um, Without giving too much away, I hope, yeah, I, I hope he comes back in season four. I hope he's, uh, you know, uh, uh, a mainstay in the social circle of Davey. But um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I think what people will be really excited to see is uh, it adds another layer of drama to the show, uh, which is always great. You know, I think, I think people are going to be very excited to see that. The show was all about drama. Um, I <laughs> thought my high school experience was dramatic, but not so. I mean, Davy's life and how it's like just the, the, the mean, twists and turns. Um, and yeah. maybe I, I've seen the show, like I've watched the first two seasons multiple times, like multiple times. It, like anytime I'm feeling down, like it just makes me feel good because it's just, you know, just kind of seeing people that that look like the people that I grew up with, right? And like right. I went to school with. Um, right. And so I'm so excited for, your character to debut um yes um oh gosh I'm trying to see like Marushka like how can we get some insider information but I understand things are under tight wraps yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <It> <laughs> soon soon you guys will find out soon you know just just patience, patience. I cannot wait <laughs> uh moving a little bit off never have I ever on on 911 you played the role of a firefighter yeah what's it like what's it like playing a first responder how much research goes into that how much um, you definitely so uh the research aspect 
it's it's less than you would think because we do have like a technical consultant um, who was like the former LA uh, LAFD fire chief, right? So he was he was the guy who ran the whole show, um, and so he's an advisor on that. And a lot of like our background extras are actual firefighters. Um, so whenever there is like, you know, say we're using the hose for example, there's a way to do it, and they kind of show that the physicality aspect. Yeah, I mean that's it's probably. I mean, of every project that I've done, which isn't a lot, but it's definitely the most physically demanding. Um, because when we do wear uh, the whole outfit and we're wearing like all the gack and everything, that's the legit thing. That's actually what firefighters wear. And in fact, some of the guys have like mentioned to me, we're wearing all that equipment for way longer than an actual firefighter would, right? Because they're trying to get in, save the person, get out without staying in this fire for too long. But we're wearing it for like, you know, four or five hours, just like takes on takes on takes on takes. So yeah, it's very physically demanding. It's definitely a workout. And I feel like my bones have just, the bone density has like gotten uh, very good <laughs> for the show. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame that. Some weight training. <laughs> yeah, else? it's good. You know, I can skip the gym that day. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about what made you want to get into acting in the, in the first sure. place? And what um, were your like thoughts and feelings about about your pursuit to right. take on yeah. sure um i started acting in the sixth grade my first year in middle school um and i think initially i did it because one of my good buddies was in it um he's now actually a preacher fireman but that's you know uh a, a story for another day anyways so i started doing that because of him, uh, because of because he was going to do it and i'm like all right Leah, let's give it a whirl and I kind of just fell into it. It was great. As a kid, when your homework is just to like, oh, memorize a song and a dance or memorize, you know, like a monologue, it beats doing math and science and stuff like that. Um, and I'll be honest, initially, yeah, my parents were super supportive about it. They're like, great, you're doing extracurricular stuff. It's fantastic. Do it. And then I think I had like a high school crisis or something like that, you know, going into like college where I was kind of like, yeah, I'm into this. I really enjoy it. And I, I'd always been a cinephile. Like I'm that guy in my friend group where I've seen, you know, rattle off all these movies, play stuff like that. Um, but you start, you know, obviously my parents were like, they weren't forceful. Uh, Cause I know a lot of, you know, Asian American, South Asian American people or their, their families, especially immigrant families, it'll be like that. They'll be like, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be an engineer or what have you. My parents weren't so much like that, which I'm so grateful for. But they still definitely said, you know, hey, you should really start thinking about what you want to do. Um, and they're like, yeah, I mean, being a doctor would be fantastic. You know, they were kind of definitely hinting towards that. And, you know, I, I guess I was an impressionable 18 year old. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I like the show House. I like Scrubs. I've seen I've seen a few episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, this, this seems fun. Um, and so I started doing that in my college career. I was pre-med. I, uh, uh, I got a degree, my degree is in public health, uh, focus on like health policy. And yeah, I was doing the whole thing. I was like shadowing a bunch of doctors. I took my MCATs and then after, and I was set on going to medical school. And then afterwards I was like, ah, listen, mom and dad, I really want to do like a gap year. Just kind of take a year off, see if corporate life is what I'm meant for. Um, and they were totally fine with that. You know, they're like, okay, look, you know, you're doing good. You've got your resume, all that stuff set. Um, up until this point, I had, I hadn't done any more plays or anything like that, but throughout the four years of college, I did do a couple of different short films. Um, and it was definitely in the back of my mind. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but again, it was always more of just like, oh, a hobby. I couldn't, you know, 
I can't be an actor. I can't make a living off of this. That that's crazy. It's a pipe dream. Um, so then I went to go work in DC for a little bit. Uh, worked there for about a year, um, and I realized nine to five was not for me. I hated it. Uh, like I was, and you know, for some people it is. Some people really do it. You know, make it work for them. I was not one of them. I felt like I was really failing at my job. Um, and my then girlfriend, she was living, she's not my wife. She was living in Los Angeles already. And she was like working at HBO. And so I'm like, all right, listen, I'm going to quit my job here. I'm just going to move back to California. Worst case, right. You know, uh, I just have to move back to Texas, but I'll just stick with you for a little bit. Um, I'll try, I'll apply to like UCLA med school. So you see what happens. So when I got to LA, uh, I was kind of gearing up for that, for that aspect, but I was like, okay, well, I'm already here. Uh, this is the place we want to go to auditions and stuff like that. I might as well do it. So I reached out to a bunch of like commercial agencies and stuff like that. And uh, I reached out to some theatrical too. None of them responded back to me, you know, which kind of makes sense. I didn't really have any body of work, um, but I was able to get a commercial agent. And then, so I just started doing auditions. And then over the next like three years, it just got to the point, actually more than even shorter than that. It was like over the course of the next year that I was there, it just got to the point where I was just spending more and more time doing auditions and less things that were pertaining to me going to medical school. And so I was just like, all right, maybe, you know, clearly I don't have, I have a passion for one thing and I don't have a passion for something else. Um, and I was just like, listen, if I'm going to do it, now's the time. I think I was, yeah, I was 23, about to turn 24 at the time. And I just kind of told my parents. Um, and I guess it, it's great because oftentimes I'll like leap before I think. Right. And so, uh, uh, like I'll rip the bandaid off and the pain will hit like 20 minutes later where I'm like, Oh my God. And so I had the difficult conversation and I told them and surprisingly there was definitely some hesitation in their voices. Definitely. They were like, um, kind of like, you know, what the hell, what's, uh, what, 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 what happened. Right. Um, but then, they were okay with it. They're like, listen, you know what? If this is really what you want to do, uh, go all out on it, you know? But, you know, they're, they're always like, have a backup plan and stuff like that. And they're like, I think they were happy that at least I had a college degree, I could do something with it and that I could hold a job. But yeah, I mean, that's not to say even today, they, my mom will still be like, you know, it's not too late to do such and such. It's not too late to do this. So I don't know if that's ever going to go away, but it's, it's been a much smoother transition than I thought it was going to be. Oh, I, that's a long, that was my long winded answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, I really relate to that. And especially yeah. the idea, I think it's, I think it's a Brown thing of like having a backup plan, like hedging your best. Like I was an accountant and I yeah. think that's what made my mom, like my parents, like easier for me to transition is so right. that we had like, you know, a career that you can, yeah, there's something you can do. Yeah. Worst so case, bad. worst case. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so now we're talking about you. What's the big goal for Anirudh and his career? The dream. Oh, the dream. The dream. The dream would be to retire in the Cayman Islands. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm almost there. I could just not never come back. And this could be. I could have achieved it. No. Um, it's a dream. You know. Obviously, I think I think every actor's dream would just be to have the luxury of, of choosing whatever projects they, they want to and whatever project that they want to make come to fruition. Um, and also like helping other people who are in your circle, other directors, producers, whoever, screenwriters, have, helping their projects also come to fruition. Um, 
yeah, I'd love to be a movie star. I think that'd be awesome. I think, I think uh, I'd love to do that. That sounds like <laughs> I'm manifesting it. I'm writing in my journal every yes. day. Um, and uh, you, you have to tweet it though. And you have to tweet Marvel. Have to tweet Just like, oh, like you have to see yes. Lou did it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got to work myself up to that, but I, I will, I will soon. I think. Um, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one big tangible goal that um, I, I have is I would really love to be bi-coastal because I did a, I did a play last year while I was filming all this other stuff. Um, and that was such a wonderful wonderful experience and it really took me back to like what my roots really are you know what the foundation of my um education is and so i'd love to be you know maybe a couple of years from now uh be able to like flip back between new york and la doing like broadway or something like that and then coming back to a movie or tv show in uh, los angeles that would be okay. cool <laughs> so now we have to compete in marvel and manuel Miranda. like we have a yes. bunch of people sure have, yeah sure yeah you know a little bit of this a little bit of that <laughs> so this is the this is the big goal what about the short term what about let's say in a year or two oh in a year or two um yeah i would love to continue working in tv you know maybe get another because i'm still i've been doing this like five years which i guess in the grand scheme of things is like so so little you know um i would love to be on another show potentially you know um, it's a recurring bit, whatever, just, just kind of just getting more experience. I would love to shoot another movie as well in the next year, um, because this experience uh, in the island has been fantastic. And uh, so my sister actually did all, just move to New York. And so now I know that I've got a place to just hang out there. I can just crash whenever. Um, so I'd love to do something, even if it's off, 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 off Broadway, or, you know, <laughs> even something in Jersey, I'll, I'll do it. Um, but I'd love to just get back on stage and do it. It's because the 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 culture there is just so robust, much more than LA. I mean, LA has it, but it's like you know, it's not really the focus. Um, so yeah, a little again, a little bit of everything. I just kind of want to keep uh, uh, dipping my toes in the water. I love that. Yeah. So, what do you think is missing from South Asian representation in media, and how do you propose we could go about you know changing that or addressing it? Mm. I think. And this is specifically in Hollywood, right? In, uh, in American. Uh, it doesn't have to be. No. It doesn't have to be. Okay. Um. I, well, I, what I really think is missing is more South Asian representation in action movies. You just don't see it. You just do not see it. Thankfully, now there's been a big change. Um. I mean, obviously, Asian Americans have always been very prevalent, you know, in like you know Hong Kong action films and stuff like that. But now that's been they've been moving more and more into like mainstream Hollywood stuff, but you really don't see South Asian people um, in that role. And I think, I think that is, I think that, and like seeing South Asian men as like leading men is the next level to really connecting or really like establishing the zeitgeist, you know? So then that next generation who's like watching these movies, these like popcorn flakes, these blockbuster, blockbuster flakes, they can watch it and be like, oh, okay. Now I've made the connection in my mind. Like, oh, okay, this is what's considered attractive. Or this is whatever, right? And then they take that into their, into their everyday life. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it'll change. I'm hoping I can be a part of that change. I know like that, that Bollywood actor, Danush, he's, in, uh, he's gonna be in The Gray Man, that new Netflix movie, which is fantastic because it's an action heavy role and hopefully a lot of people will see it. Um, and so I think more and more of that, you know, 
I think, I think. Brown uh, James Bond. Yeah, Brown James Bond. There's so many uh, Indian American actors, or uh, not Indian American, but uh, British born Indian actors or British born South Asian actors who could totally take up that mantle. Def Patel, there you go. You know, Riz Ahmed. Yeah. And Akish Patel. So many. The list just goes on and on and on. And Ani Rud Pisharoti. Uh, also <laughs> added to that list, right? Yes. But no, they, they won't do somebody who's not British, right? I've like oh, thought about it. Yeah. It's my pipe dream. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's yeah. like they're very uh, specific about it. I mean, I can put on a British accent. Mm -hmm. I could reinvent myself, but. <laughs> That's what actors do though, right? So That's true. Yeah, for every project. You <laughs> me. Shed my old oh. skin. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, this it's been so wonderful to hear um you know about your goals for the future and i've loved the questions that you you pose marushka um it's you know the specificity of what you want to see for yourself is so important because you know you're manifesting it you're putting it out there in the world and you have some very clear intentions and honestly like i am so like positive and hopeful that we'll we'll see all these come to life and we'll be like I'll be like, Marushka, remember that time we interviewed Annie Rude? And uh, yeah, all those things are happening now. Um, yeah, and super excited to see you and Never Have I Ever and your upcoming projects. Um, before we wrap up here, uh, I'd love to know, um, so as part of the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, we always like to ask people, what is your Pearl of Wisdom? So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, specifically, uh, we want to know, what advice do you have for South Asian actors looking to be hopefully in your shoes one day? What is your pearl of wisdom you'd like to share with our audience? Okay. Um, I have one thing, and I think this thing, it, for a lot of people, it'll come naturally to them. Um, it goes back to like the, <laughs> the leaping before I think thing. Um, but I think, <laughs> I think that you should think, at least in Hollywood, at least when you're going on auditions and things like that, I think if you're a South Asian actor, you should really think about it less which doesn't mean think about the work any less like do the work do the character research everything that you need to do in order to do the performance but all the other variables that surround it you know who the casting office is their uh, whatever their history of casting is you know like oh thinking oh well the parents in this are supposed to be white there's no way they'd cast me all those other little minutiae and details that are really that you have no control over that have no bearing on whatsoever i think that yeah don't don't think about that and then also on the flip side once you've done it once you've gone into that room uh, you've gone into the callback however many times you should move on to the next one because there's nothing that you can do like thinking about it you know really only serves to just make you depressed and that, that's the honest truth because that because it happened to me early on, definitely when I was going on auditions, I just think about it so much. I'd be like, oh my God, I did this wrong. I, I felt like I did that wrong, I did that wrong. And it serves no purpose. And it's just taking away from whatever other project you're supposed to be doing. You know, it, it, it doesn't keep you present. And I think, yeah. think less. <laughs> think less, be yes. present. I'm sure my parents would be like, very like, oh my God, how could you say think <laughs> less to these people? But you know, it's, the, yeah. the context and the message behind it is so beautiful because I mean I think to your point um, as we wrap up here uh, a lot of things that are being done are the things that are being done tomorrow or in the future might never have been done before so why limit yourself exactly. Um, exactly. you 
uh, you, you said it so well, uh, Anirudh. It's been so lovely to get to know you a little bit better. We're super excited. Um, Marushka, thank you so much for uh, leading the dialogue today. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely stay tuned for all of your casting news and hopefully we'll get to see you by Coastal and living out your dreams. Thank you so much. Um, so once again, this is the Pearls of Wisdom podcast on Cold Sea Collective. Please subscribe to our newsletter and keep an eye out for more stories on coldseacollective.com um, for and by the next generation of the Asian diaspora. And of course, subscribe to our podcast for more Pearls of Wisdom.